And welcome back to Grin and Burrow with me, Rebecca. And today we have James Perry. Yo. And Declan Barry. Indeed. Indeed. This episode is going to be out on Christmas. So these are going to be Christmas related questions. And the first one is Do you like Elf on the Shelf? God, I've heard a couple of crack. I don't like Elf on the Shelf in particular himself. (laughs) Right. But I do like the all the derivatives of Elf on a Shelf. So I loved Bishop Brennan on a chicken, which was laying on a hen. That was brilliant. <laughs> right? Also, I seen a picture of a local politician on an old Irish one pound note. Right? <laughs> what was it called? What was the old Irish one pound note called? I've I've seen this, so I'm not going to hear it. So that was a cracker. I thought that was pretty good. (laughs) And then the other one was, I thought was quite funny, was Father Ted Crilly on top of Owen McLove. (laughs) Remember Owen McLove? (laughs) And that was Crilly on No Willy, because Owen McLove didn't have a willy. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. That's my childishness whenever it comes to that. Are you doing Elf on the Shelf, Declan, for your kids? Kind of. We're not doing it properly. Mm -hmm. Um... Because we don't have the time. I don't know how. But see, when you see people doing that and stuff, I don't know. Like, there must be these parents who have their kids in bed for like half six or seven, <laughs> and then they don't talk to each other anymore. So they've got to go and find something to do with their time. Because otherwise, like, you see these really elaborate setups with the elves and floor and half your kitchen utensils spread out all over the place for some elaborate. I don't have the time for it. What we actually do every night is we've got about three elves and we hide them. Mm-hmm. And the kids get up every morning and spend 20 minutes trying to find trying to find them. And then it's like they've been running around playing at night. So you've got to go and find where they were today. And then you have all the crack with that. So I, I kind of admitted the all that. And, you know, I, I I pretend to lose the bath of Kira puts them in the bathroom or something like that. And I find these bloody elves watching me go to the toilet and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> and the kids think it's hilarious. So that's what we do, but I don't see the people who go to the like these elaborate setting up all these scenes. Why the fuck off? Go on, do fine, get a hobby, do yoga, do you know, uh, kiss a girl, do whatever it is that you do with your time. I, I don't know, just um, find something to do with your life, <laughs> right, lads? Do you see all those single fellas out there doing elf on a shelf? Wise up, go and kiss a girl. <laughs> That's the wisdom from today's podcast in a nutshell. I just I just can't have it. Just surely if you've got that bit of time in your evening, there's something else you can find to do with it. I really don't get it either. Like I'm so glad it wasn't about when we were younger. Oh, no. Like I, I completely get it. See, whenever you do it, and like in the mornings, whenever the kids run around to find the elves like in the cupboard or something and they have a good laugh. It's brilliant. The kids love it. I just don't know how anyone finds the time. I just, just, and if they do find the time, surely there's a better way to spend it. Mm-hmm. I've seen there's a couple of people that, and I think this is a bit ridiculous, but um, a couple of people have been starting Elf on the Shelf, but they've been getting their kids like big, massive gifts and setting them beside the elves. And I'm like, that's what Christmas is for—a gift, not friggin' giving the 
gifts the whole time and then giving them a whole heap of stuff at Christmas. Like that's just got spoiled and egotistical written all over. <laughs> no, hundred percent. Like I don't know, I don't have children or nothing, but all obviously, but I know that whenever I was getting presents bought for me and stuff, I was maybe quite easy or easy to please. All I wanted was the football, like or something related to football, and I didn't really care about very much else. But is it part of ego, egotistical or narcissism or whatever that may be about displaying how many toys you bought for your child? Mm-hmm. Or is that part of it? Is the elf in the shop is hiding an elf beside a present and putting a picture up on Facebook? Is that more than just elf in the shelf? You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. That's a different thing, though. I, I that, that actually really troubles me when I see that because uh, I see people who post like photos on, I mean, our kids don't get a lot. Um, they really don't because they're only five and two. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't really get, like Dara's only starting to do the Christmas stuff in school this year. Um, he doesn't really understand. And this is going to be a weird year anyway because we're not going to see kind of family the same way we did before. So, the, you know, um, but whenever I see people who, I know they're putting themselves into debt to do this. I mean, that's my, I don't care. See if you see if you're loaded and you want to buy your kids whatever, but whatever you deal with the consequences whenever they're older. But it's your money, you spend it. Yeah. But there are people out there that I know who don't have the money, who don't have the the means, and they're either putting money away all year in these fucking Christmas clubs who charge interest on how much they're holding, or else go out of business and you've lost all your money. Um, or else they're they're putting themselves into credit card debt, that they're putting themselves into overdraft debt, um, or even worse, these these um, at least the payday loans aren't around anymore. But it, you know, these people just put themselves in the thing for what for a photograph for to say, look what I got, or Jimmy. That's that's not right. I mean, that's that's that becomes a a you know what measuring competition. And, um, that's right. Yeah. You know, and I, I just learned from our kids in the first couple of years, and I, I swore, like the spender even playing with the boxes of the toys that we got rather than the toys that we got. That's if anything is, I mean, we've just learned that's from moving house. Like, I don't know where my kids are half the time because they're hiding in boxes <laughs> or they're hiding it. You know what I mean? They, they just get yeah. fun from what they get fun from. So yeah. it doesn't matter how much the thing costs. It doesn't matter as long as you know they're going to get fun from it. Absolutely. It doesn't matter if it doesn't look like much. They'll, they'll get their enjoyment from it. So that's my only thing is is that um, where Christmas becomes a competition. Yeah. And people put themselves in positions that, frankly, they're not going to get out of. Yeah. And this is a very much intergenerational thing too, because if you look back at our parents' day and that, you know, the whole philosophy of death has changed, obviously. You know what I mean? There's a very much a deeper question about personal finance, but why do people put themselves under debt and danger now comparison to whenever my dad was buying us stuff and, you know, my dad never went into the debt. You know, he basically buys everything or he bought everything with what he had in his pocket, basically. I think it's a deeper question too. And Christmas is a symptom of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then the other thing is, Declan, you know, what will your ch- children treasure most? Playing a big fancy toy or frigging about playing the boxes, and you're involved. Their dad's involved. Yeah. 
I, 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 that's the big part of it. That, Absolutely. That, that's the big part of it. I mean, part of it is, you know, a lot that uh, my wife accuses me of only getting Lego for Dara so I can build it. But that's Absolutely. Right. That's brilliant. Um, you know, <laughs> I would let the kids play with the Lego, but they just mess it up. They, they don't do it, right? They don't follow the instructions. And then you get a plane with a wonky wing. And I'm not oh. having that. After it's built, they can do whatever they like. But beforehand, let me build it properly. And mm-hmm. I get really angry at him. He's like, Derek, go and play with your mommy for half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, the whole thing becomes wider about Christmas and, and, and what you what people want for it. But I, I just think the, uh, to kind of tie this back to think to where we started with the elf and the shelf stuff and the thing, people can't, and it's probably driven by social media too, People can't control themselves. It becomes a competition and people just make shitty decisions and the kids don't know the difference. Mm-hmm. You know, the kids don't know. And yes, there's a bit, everyone used to talk about peer pressure and I got that shoes, so you get that shoes and you get that games console, so you, I want that game. And yes, there is an element of that too. But the other 50 things that are in the bag weren't driven by that. They were driven by ego and driven by image and driven by you know i'm not going to be outdone by fucking karen next door <laughs> karen <laughs> i know i was going to say sharon i don't know why i turned it to karen maybe it's just because we're all making we're all beating Car- karen this year i'm just going to stick yeah. to that maybe <laughs> next year's going to be the year where karen's get emancipation that's what they want for christmas is, there's, uh, a, there's another the quote there's another quote from the podcast the emancipation of karen yeah <laughs> sounds that's, good. that's another album that has to be made <laughs> I don't know what it is. Give that to Kevin Young. That's his next album title, The Emancipation <laughs> of, Cam- of Karen. Um, I, do you know what they're doing? I actually think it's brilliant. They're doing this down in Lock and Island this year. <clears throat> Obviously, you know of my love of the old graveyard here in Lock and Island and the three ruined churches and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, if you were looking at them, it's the church on the right, which is the old McCartan church, and they're going to have a living crib in there this year. So for five days, there's volunteers for five and six hours at a time each day mm-hmm. and going to reenact the nativity scene and families are being invited now obviously subject to to the covid restrictions and whatever mm-hmm. way they're gonna but families are allowed slots to come in and see the living crib i think that's brilliant that's i actually cool. think that's the bloody point i mean and maybe this year more than ever mm-hmm. if you can get some sort of connection with other humans i think that's more important than a friggin whatever you know yeah. what i mean Bloody mm-hmm. X! What, what, what's the what's the gaming system everybody's going mental for now? The PlayStation no one can get, and they were selling them on eBay like a picture of a PlayStation for two grand, but it was literally just a picture of a PlayStation. Yeah, yeah that's that's scandalous. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's what I think. I I'm actually really looking forward to that and going down and seeing what's going on with that. And I think if hopefully the weather stays, you know, that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think that's what it's all about. And in a normal Christmas, you know. The number of people that would call around to the house here and you know the visitors and the crack and, and all that that's to me what Christmas is about. Yeah. You know what I mean? And look if if you if you want to pull it right back to to what it should be about, taking the religion out of it, is that Christmas was really ramped up because people needed in the middle, especially in this part of the Western world, they needed something to celebrate in the depths of winter. That mm-hmm. even comes back to pagan times and stuff. So you know. Anyway, look, mm. I could go into the whole historical thing at Christmas. Move on. What's <laughs> the last question is, what do you think is the best thing about Christmas, even if you don't like it? Because some people don't like Christmas. 
but you kind of answered that one there. Well, I am I am bad hug, humbug because of okay. Christmas, but that's because I don't have children. Maybe maybe that's a part of it, right? Mm-hmm. I do, but this is just me, right? I do believe Valentine's Day, Easter, Christmas. I think it's all a load of commercial shit. Now maybe that's because where it's went to, mm-hmm. right? I think it's a whole load of balls. To me, I would, I would much rather, this is the truth, I would much rather take that flipping money that you've spent and let's go on a road trip or let's go for a meal or let's frigging go on holidays or whatever rather than the frigging bullshit that is it's become. A whole load of balls. A whole load of balls. I was worried you were going to sit on the fence there, James. I think you know me. Sometimes I don't have splinters up my hole. <laughs> Just turtles. <laughs> a turtle up my hole? What sort of pervert are you, Rebecca Morrison? <laughs> Get it out there. You. Yeah, My thing about Christmas, I do. I don't mind Christmas, but at the same time, I think it's different this year because I've got a young niece. I know she's not one yet, but just to see her reaction to the things, but yeah, I would prefer just to have my dinner and just chill out and have some slur or whatever, a wee bit of Bucks Fizz. Maybe. Some slur? Slur? <laughs> I, used to, I used to work for the group that owns slur. Mm. It's uh, and the adult soft drink, as they call it. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I didn't see any pornography about it, so I wasn't particularly interested. <laughs> you were, weren't looking for slur there? That was another word you were looking for? Young. Slur. <laughs> And there it is. Oh, I didn't want to say it, but I knew he was going to say it. So there you go. <laughs> so I, that's my thing about Christmas. I look forward to my dinner. I really yeah. do. But then the other thing about this, and I suppose it's even different to whenever we were children, especially my age now, is that you can have a Christmas dinner every day you want. You know what I mean? Every day you can have a Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Turkey roast and ham. Like it was, it was whenever I was young, at, you know, maybe even up at the age of 10, you weren't going to get roast turkey roast and ham every week. You know what I mean? No, you could have it every freaking day. <laughs> you could. Could so. you? Declan? I don't know. I, uh, for me, Christmas is, yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously the kids are a big part of it. Um, they do. I mean, most of it's for them. I mean, we wouldn't go to half the effort that we do, but it's all the way events that go around it. I mean, we would, we take him every year because it's, we're, we're one of those families where birthdays fall in around Christmas. So, my birthday is on the 22nd, just saying. Uh, birthday. <laughs> Dara's birthday is on the 23rd. And then, you know, we have other people around us who have birthdays in and around Christmas and all the rest of it. So, but we would go to like Streamville Farm and we would take them around and they do the whole Christmas event. And, they, you know, there's lots of wee events in and around the Christmas season that we would traditionally do every year. And they, you know, it's not, it's the sum of the whole if that makes sense, that, that everything goes in and we just kind of enjoy it. But I, I don't know, for, for the kids, that they really, really get a hoot out of it. And um, we, we keep it small. We don't have big, spectacular Christmases. We don't have big, ostentatious presents. We just have, you know, we're sitting at midnight and Christmas night playing Trivial Pursuit and Guess Who and all that shit that people don't do anymore, but we yeah. do. So that's our Christmas. That's what our Christmas looks like. Do you know what I used to love about Christmas? Was that 
Yeah, the turkey roast and ham. So we we would have always still to cook the meat the night before, right? Mm-hmm. And you would have had it on low in the oven, and then you would have went to midnight mass. And what I love more than anything was coming home from midnight mass and getting wired in to the yeah. <laughs> pan bread, loads of butter, and making turkey sandwiches and roast beef sandwiches. To me, that's the best bit of the whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> and then especially when we were younger, we were all altar boys. So we all done the Christmas ceremony and you, you were going to get a selection box. <laughs> so like you just wired into the selection box and you know, that was, I loved that. The simple stuff, you know. You can't beat, I have to say. And because we only get a turkey and we stuff, stuff it once a year, it's the stuffing mixed with like the buttery turkey, you know, the juices, the meat juices. Oh my days. There's nothing better than that. The other wee thing I quite like is, and I put this up for the first time last year on Facebook, was the tradition that I'm very lucky I carry on. So my granny made rosary beads out of holly and put them mm-hmm. on the statue of Mary's hands uh, in the chapel. Mm-hmm. And that tradition in which I've done it now probably for the last 28 years has mm-hmm. been unbroken for 90 years. Jesus. So my granny done it. And then my wee mum done it. And then God rest, my wee mum couldn't do it anymore. And then I took it on yeah. at the age of 12 or 13. And I've done it unbroken. And no matter where I am and whatever, I would hope to God I'll carry that tradition on. Mm-hmm. Irrespective of my beliefs in anything, irrespective of whatever, I just am really proud of that wee tradition. Yeah. And something, it's something that happens. And yeah, you get your, your berries, you put them onto a... Put the, you string them on, you put a leaf then for the our father, then you put another string of berries, and you loop it round, you could be loop, and then you could be crossed the end with two holly, two holly leaves crossed over. There you go. Pretty but something, something's been going on 90 years. I think that, that that means a lot to me, you know. Yeah. There you go. Shall shall we do uh flashcard Friday, which has nothing to do with Christmas? <laughs> so it's not a festive flashcard Friday? Well, oh, that's a good one there. Follow that. Festive flashcard Friday. Let me see. Let me see if we can get one. <laughs> Here's one. Christmas insults. You big red nosed bastard. <laughs> and there it is. There you go. <laughs> uh, uh, Christmas based jokes. Christmas based jokes, yep. Santa already comes once a year. Oh. Sounds like a massive sack. Because he only comes once a year. <laughs> Sound the blue balls. <laughs> oh, this is took another turn. <laughs> Here, I actually heard an interesting fact. Uh, my brother was telling me that we've been lied to all these years because Rudolph is actually all Santa's supposed reindeers are actually women. Because around this time of the year and season is whenever women only have the horns. The men don't. So they're all women. I was in well, shock. Uh, hold on. I know this from experience. Man has got the horn 24-7, right? <laughs> Not in terms of reindeers now, James. Come on. <laughs> so all Santa's yeah. reindeers were all female, were they? They're all female. So Prancer and Dancer and whatever you call it. Is that the only reason then they had 12? They never multiplied then? Must have been. Mm. But the women only have the horns this time of the year. That's, a, that's the fact there. Have you ever, oh God, this is the new wee phenomenon I've been watching over the last week. I wouldn't say phenomenon, that's a bit strong. <laughs> this, <laughs> these two English people who do, uh, the wife does all the pranks and the husband. 
right? Did I put it in the, into our group chat? No, Martin and Bex, you call them. And his reaction is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> and it's just, it's just the way he says it. He swears at his wife. Um, but one of the pranks I watched in another thing was that she got fake snow. She got one of them snowmakers and put it into the house and covered the entire living room and hallway with snow. Mm-hmm. And she got two reindeers in the hallway. <laughs> he came through the door from work. There's two fucking real reindeers looking at him, shouting everywhere. And he went, Colleen Mendel. <laughs> so, yeah. See, that would be hilarious to do at Christmas, be Christmas prank. But, yeah, yeah, no. Reindeers, can you name them all? No, I really only know there's Dan, no, there's Prancer, there's Rudolph. Prancer, is there a dancer? Yeah. It's not going to begin with S. There's Donner, Dixon, Prancer, Blitzen. Blitzen. I was going to say Cupid. Is there a, there's no Cupid there. <laughs> there. No, no. There you go. Good old Rudolph. There we go. Am I. There we go. I'm trying to remember the song. Rudolph. Um, why did he have a red nose? It's cold. He got he the jungle trapped. fever. Was it not because it was shine so bright to lead? He was the head of the friggin' the troop of reindeer. Mm-hmm. What is a yeah. collection of reindeer called? Oh, Jesus. I'm scared of what the answer this is going to be. A gaggle of reindeer. <laughs> a rig of them. A rig of reindeer. Rig of reindeer. reindeer. <laughs> Group of reindeer. It's called, see the way Google searches, it also sounds like it's a quiz show. A herd. That's a bit boring. Is it a herd? A herd of reindeer? Sick. Nah. Nah. But I do know that Santa's reindeer energy <laughs> energy <laughs> <laughs> they energetically redefine and uh, enterprise methods of empowerment <laughs> and what also they do they proactively accept fa- tactical collaboration and idea sharing and I also know I can't talk <laughs> good to know and they also dramatically reinvent sustainable initiatives which is actually called shade <laughs> Shall we wrap this one up? Oh, let's do that. Yes. Okay. You can find us on <laughs> Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and you can also find us on Instagram at Grinnenberg Podcast NI, and you can email us at Grinnenberg Podcast NI at gmail.com. And everybody hopefully has a good Christmas, whatever that might be. And Merry James, Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. ho. <laughs> James, do you want to sign us off with a wee Christmas song? No, not a Christmas song. What do we? What do you call it? We generator. We Christmas generator for us. Go ahead. So, folks, everybody out there in Baku, in Azerbaijan, right? This is all for you. This is really heartfelt Christmas wishes for you. Where I really want you to consider for Christmas to fungibly transform effect, effect of best practices. best practices. I really cocked that up because I laughed halfway through. So what I also actually want you to do is completely productive. <laughs> I can't even pronounce that. And what I want you to do again is to fungibly underwhelm client-focused architectures. There you go. That's your New Year's resolution. <laughs> it topped off with another definite New Year's resolution. What I'm going to do is conveniently benchmark granular process improvements. <laughs> Okay, bye everyone.